Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. This is your home for tips, insight and discussion on the top four English leagues to inform your accumulators. Uh, if you're watching on video, you'll see we are joined by a third person again this week. Uh, if you're on audio, we are joined by Simo from Total Screamers. Hi Simo, thanks for joining us today. Hello lads, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, great to have you on mate. Um, we are celebrating for two reasons really. Uh, our treble came through last week so I managed to put some money in in people's back pockets that, that backed us and also uh, we're launching a new feature really is there's going to be no timeline so it's not going to be weekly or monthly or anything like that it's just going to be when when we're able to do so but it's going to be the football betting podcast insights so this will be the first insight show that we've done uh, Simo as he will mention is from a uh, Liverpool-focused podcast. So what we've done is we've brought in a, a Liverpool expert, is that right, Simo, to, uh, <laughs> to talk about the big uh, West Ham-Liverpool game this weekend? I will do my best to give some some expert advice, but I, I would take it all with a pinch of salt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bigging you up here, no, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you want to take a moment, mate, just to tell us briefly about the podcast, the Total Liverpool podcast, what it's all about, how people can find you, and then we'll, we'll dive straight into the game, I think. Right, um, so the Total Liverpool podcast is a branch off of my uh, uh, first podcast, the Total Screamers. So from our podcast, our original podcast, Total Screamers, we have a few branch offs. We have Total Liverpool, we have Total Villa, um, and we also have the, the Total Cov blog, where our registered, <laughs> resident Coventry fan likes to write about Coventry. So if that's uh, something you're into, please check that out. Um, he's, all, he's often found on BBC Coventry now, <laughs> giving some insight. So uh, yeah, Jerry Boy's doing good. But yeah, um, I enjoy talking about Liverpool. They're my sort of English side. They have been ever since I was a wee lad. Um, but locally, I support St Mirren, which is a, a team in the, the top flight of Scottish football. And I also work in the... Um, I would say that the... the uh, Van and I'm a national equivalent of uh, Scottish football. I work in the Scottish Highland League for a club called Devonvale as their head of media. So, yeah, that's that's my sort of background. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, um, we'll go on to the game then. Uh, 1.34 is the price for Liverpool to get the win at West Ham this weekend. Uh, the draw is 5.9. West Ham price at 10.5 to get the win. Let's hand it straight over to the expert, Tom, shall we? Yeah, I was going to say, I've got, a, I've got a few things wrote down here, but they're not going to be anywhere near as insightful. <laughs> so I'm happy to take a back seat here. All right, here. So um, from a Liverpool point of view, Liverpool are, are on a, an 11-win streak. So 11 wins on a bounce in all competitions. Obviously, previously just coming off the high of winning the League Cup. Um, they also have heavily rotated um, against Norwich in the midweek. Uh, and still managed to go over the line with the win. Um, so I would expect a full-strength squad. Uh, the, the players that are missing uh, will be Thiago and Bobby Firmino. Um, this Liverpool side is more than capable of getting over the line against West Ham. I would also expect Liverpool to put in some form of performance, given that West Ham have uh, actually beaten Liverpool already this season. Um, they beat them 3-2 at home. So Liverpool hosting will probably have a bit of unfinished business and they'll want to carry on good form. Obviously West Ham are no pushovers. They're a good side. I don't think they've won. I don't think they've lost in the league in four games. So they're obviously decent, but they've got a few more injuries than, than Liverpool out. 
Uh, I would probably back Liverpool to, to carry on their good form. So um, I'll just plug my my sort of bet. I'm not a betting man normally, um, <laughs> but I, my bet would be for for Liverpool to to win by a, a one a one point five handicap. Um, the reason I'm predicting goals in this game and and for Liverpool to be on the sort of um, good end of that or the positive end of that is because both Liverpool and, Man- and West Ham have had quite a lot of high-scoring matches this season and they had a high-scoring match last time they faced each other. Uh, I'm expecting that and I'm, I'm expecting Liverpool to to um, come away on the positive end of it. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely see that. Um, I think some of these games between the two sides recently has been some absolute stonkers. It's been an entertaining one. Uh, four of the last five games between West Ham and Liverpool have been over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. Um, 10 of the last 12 games have been over 2.5 goals. Um, so, yeah, it should be an entertaining one. And I also noticed that uh, Liverpool has scored at least two goals in games against West Ham in 10 of the last 11 meetings. So, wow. West Ham tend to struggle in this fixture to keep Liverpool out. Yeah, I think... Um... I think one thing we we got to focus on as well is, I, I don't know if you two agree, but I think West Ham feel completely different now uh, when I think back to when they did beat Liverpool. And I think Liverpool feel completely different as well. I think Liverpool were, that was the period when people were saying the title race is over, you know, finish the season now, it's Man City's, et cetera, et cetera. And that was when West Ham were were really probably at their absolute peak Fast forward the clock, Liverpool, the heat is on under Man City. Six points off, uh, one game in hand with Man City game to come. Uh, and West Ham as well going, not off the boil, because I think that's that's too harsh, but maybe they've just dipped slightly. Uh, I, maybe that's the same thing, I don't know. But um, <laughs> the results have been good, but it's the eye test that, that uh, concerns me. They're clearly not at the levels that they were. And I think the level that you need to beat Liverpool, who are unbeaten at home all season in the Premier League, is far superior than what West Ham are showing us in recent weeks. Yeah. Um, just to run through some prices, the over 2.5 goals is 1.52 with Matchbook and uh, Simo's handicap. So minus 1.5 for Liverpool's 1.89. So uh, you're getting a better price there for that particular pick. Um, I think whilst you're here, is the quadruple on? Absolutely. Absolutely, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, feeling nice and warm and fuzzy. I think Louis Diaz coming in has been has been um, really important. Really important, not just because he's offering you know really good performances, which he is, uh, but I just think we needed that bit of competition up front. But also, also just kind of relieves the pressure a wee bit on a, on a front sort of three that kind of became... Jota, Manny and, and Salah um, with the Bobby Firmino coming in and out to, to a real sort of competitive front six. Um, Takumi uh, Minamino scored two against Norwich in the midweek and uh, looked really, really positive. So you've got another player there, you know, um, chomping for a place. I think that is just sort of, that's the level of depth I think you need to, to compete in all fronts like Liverpool are doing this season, obviously. Klopp historically hasn't really done too well with domestic trophies. He, he often prioritises um, domestic leagues and, and European competitions. Um, that's why he's he's you know it was only it was only Klopp's second domestic trophy I think in his career uh, as a manager. Um, 
and winning the League Cup. So yeah, it's I think he understands the the importance of these domestic club cups, and you can maybe use Pep as a, an example of he would he would often use the the League Cup in particular to build momentum and build confidence and and let players win trophies and pick silver and get them hungry for 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 more. Um, and I think that is kind of the philosophy. If he's going to have like as deep a squad as he has now, then he really needs to stay competing all these fronts. There's no excuses for for um, dipping out of competitions early. Uh, and I think he will. The, the league is still on. If you listen back to, to Total Liverpool, even when people were writing us off, we were still, I don't want to say quietly confident, but we were still fairly positive. Um, though, knowing that, that you know, a, a signing like Lloyd Diaz would, would kind of relieve a bit of that pressure, especially Manny, who wasn't, Obviously, had a very good Afcon, but wasn't maybe his best um, in domestic league form, um, and that's kind of that that added competition he's playing through in the middle now is it's had a real turnaround. Uh, again, eleven wins on the bounce is 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 incredible, um, and I hope they carry on that momentum and push Man City all the way. I think Man City the one that kind of otherwise the performances are dropping, but you know recently, <laughs> uh, you know they get very lucky. Uh, against Everton, not to not to maybe just leave with a point, um, and obviously they they drop points in previous as well. That that gap that gap can be closed now. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, to, it's it's on until it's off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think City and Liverpool's uh, levels have been so 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 high that even the slightest little wobble, you know, feels like they're they're there to be shot at and. Yeah, Liverpool will be there ready and waiting. I mean, they, they came through. I mean, Liverpool have been written off. You know, Man City are going to win the league. AFCON is going to completely derail Liverpool. Like, there's all these things against them and, and uh, they're looking like the best side in the country, maybe in the world right now. So, yeah, I wouldn't bet against Liverpool for a, a long, long time in any game, really. Well, I'm sorry to burst everyone's bubble, but we've seen the FA Cup quarterfinal draw, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Forest. Once Forest beat Huddersfield next week, Forest play Liverpool at the, at the City Ground. We've knocked off Arsenal. We've knocked off Leicester. Liverpool. Easy. An easy ask. An easy ask. Of course. Of course. <laughs> this is, uh, honestly, honestly, Simo, this has been my life for over a decade. Is trying to keep this lad's feet on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Two decades. <pretty> much. <laughs> As soon as we start getting a couple of wins or having a decent season, that's it. We're the best in the world. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> hopefully we can get past Huddersfield because that that is way tougher than I think the average football fan thinks it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll be we'll be ready and waiting for you, Simo. If uh, if we do manage to get past there, but yeah, um, Simo, thank you, mate. I think we're going to sign off. So can you just remind everyone where they can find? all of your social handles if they want to hear more Simo content. Um, you can follow me on at SimoTSP um, on Twitter uh, and you can just get Total Screamers uh, and whatever search engine you search in, Spotify, Apple, Total Screamers. Um, and even on a Google search engine, but we'll take you to our website. And, and please do follow us on Twitter, but you know, we're, always, we're always quite active on there. Um, and maybe like to follow it if like, people back and, and get involved and, and stuff like that. So yeah, if, if, if you're that way inclined. Perfect. Thank you, Simo, very much. And we'll Thank you very much for having me, boys. Really do appreciate it.
Yeah, so thank you for joining us, Simo. Hope you all enjoyed that little feature. Uh, we certainly did. Um, Tom, anything else that takes your eye in the Premier League? Yeah, really appreciated Simo uh, coming on there. That was great. Hopefully we'll get some more insights moving forward. Uh, Tom, Norwich. Mm. Norwich, 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 3.05 at home to Brentford. I have been not very kind to Norwich or Brentford, really. Uh, but it feels a little bit uh, weird back in the Canaries now. But there, it's the hunter against the hunter, Tom. Uh, I don't think Norwich have been very good, but I think Brentford have been far worse. Um, I think Norwich will smell blood, dragging Brentford further towards the trapdoor and maybe getting Thomas Frank sacked. I heard on a, a couple of uh, podcasts this week that the Brentford board are getting a little bit nervous. Um, so we're essentially attaching ourselves to the shoots of life that are a millimetre high from Norwich <laughs> as opposed to uh, to Brentford at the moment because they've been in free fall for months, Tom, and you know, we've... We've said it many times. I mean, they allowed Newcastle to have 26 shots against them. I mean, Newcastle, you know, not really the the most helpful ever attacking force in the world, are they? And they've won one in 13 now for the Bees, three points off the relegation zone. I think it's I think it's must win for Norwich, 3.05. I can certainly see it. Yeah, I had the same thing. Um, Brentford are shocking, aren't they? They've conceded at least two goals in nine consecutive away league games. Uh, not one away since the start of October. So, shocking away record. Mm. If you concede two away from home in every single game you play, you give yourself next to no chance, do you? Yeah. So, we're seeing that um, play out in, in results. Uh, moving on from that one then, Wolves against Palace. Uh, not the Biggest tip, well, not the biggest paying tip in the world, should I say. 1.57 for under 2.5 goals. Eight consecutive games between these two sides have have had under 2.5. So it's been generally in, in recent years a very dull fixture. Uh, lots of one nils in there, uh, occasional 2 nil to a team, a couple of one alls. So, yeah, I think I could see the same again. Five of the last Wolves games in the league have been uh, under 2.5. And the same again goes for Palace. Five of the last seven under 2.5. So, yeah, stats all point to this one. Yeah, keeping on that theme, mate, Newcastle-Brighton, who I just alluded to, really, under 2.5, 1.71. of the last eight Newcastle games have gone unders. And they may have improved, but I think without Wilson, they still look like they probably score one, maybe two goals a game at a push. They look a little bit shy. Um, they haven't conceded more than one in a game in the last eight. So that's good for the unders, uh, including three sheet, three clean sheets Sorry, in their last six. Uh, 53.85% of Newcastle's home games go under as well. And they're playing against a Brighton team who are probably on their worst streak of form at the moment. We do have to be careful. Brighton do have a fantastic record away from home. And of course, they're very famous this season for late goals. Uh, but they have fired three blanks in a row, uh, which is very concerning. Uh, combine that with the fifth worst attack in the Premier League and you will get 76.92%. What does that represent? That re represents the amount of games that Brighton have played in this season that have gone under 25 yeah, I like it. I like it. 
Uh, moving to Sunday for me, Watford against Arsenal. I like the price for Arsenal, 1.63. I feel like this is the kind of game that Arsenal just tend to win fairly routinely. Um, they've won seven of the last nine games anyway. So they're on a good run of form, uh, really challenging for the fourth place in the top four. Um, Watford, despite Roy the boy coming in, not really had that much of a boost. They've won one of the last 15 games uh, across all competitions. So in no sort of form really whatsoever. Appreciate drawing 0-0 against Manchester United away last weekend uh, was a good result. But I'm not seeing too much from Watford that impresses me, especially considering their last few home games. Uh, they lost 4-1 to Palace and 2-0 to Brighton uh, and 3-0 to Norwich before that as well. So home form, not strong. Arsenal should knock them off fairly comfortably. I think it's important not to fall into that 0-0 trap. This wasn't Watford defending brilliantly, being great off the ball, stat like, United should have won 3 4 0. It was just a killer touch, really. That final moment that was missing. United utterly dominant. Um, I, and I know it's a great point, right? You offer Roy a point before he goes to Old Trafford. Of course, he'll take it. But the performance didn't do anything for me to uh, persuade me anything otherwise than uh, Arsenal will win this game. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like, mate? Well, I think we've got to have a look at Man City United. Right on the weekend. Um, it's a huge game. It always is. It's a real headline grabber. I think I'm going to go for City. I think they're the obvious choice. I don't think I'm doing anything uh, mind-blowing there. 1.41. I just think they're better in every department. Goalkeeper, full-backs, centre-backs, centre-mids, wingers, strikers. Maybe not strikers, Ronaldo, actually. Uh, managers, coaching staff, off the club, mood. It's just... It's all points towards City. I mean, they're 19 points between these two. Uh, you know, there's a there's a chasm of quality between them. United have been underdogs before, and they have turned up in this fixture somehow. Obviously, it is Rangnick's first Manchester derby, so maybe you know, there's that to to bring into it. Can you remember Tom uh, Oli Gunnar used to seem to get his players up for these big games, and he used to mm. get a, a decent result or so. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ranić in the hot seat now. Will that change? Um, they've got a Ronaldo problem, haven't they? He's not putting the ball in the net. He's not pressing. He's not working hard. He's showing petulance, even at 37 or whatever he is. His movement's not great at the moment. And it, he just feels like a bit of a hindrance. And he feels undroppable still, uh, which I think is a big problem, especially... In a game like this, where the game is, is going to require so much from so many United players, I know they're good away from home, United, um, but I know the team are on the back, and that's the one with the plan, identity, and pursuit of trophies. Yeah, um, my, my, yeah, part, part of me is saying, yes, City, City will comfortably win this. 1.47 for me is too short. I won't be going anywhere near them in terms of having a bet on them. Sure, that, right? sure. I, I respect that. It just worries me that when we're thinking about backing City, I look at the head-to-heads recently between these two. Manu have won four of the last five at the Etihad. Uh, that concerns me, like you mentioned. Yeah. But everything, logic, points to Man City winning. Absolutely it does. It's, it's just that the fact that Manu seemed to turn up when they play away at City recently, that 
mm. just lingers as a bit of doubt in me. Um, but, you know, I could easily see Man City winning this fairly routinely at the same time. Fair enough. Right, we'll move on from the Premier League then. Let's just take a moment to talk about our sponsors at Matchbook. Yeah, so we are genuinely delighted to be working with Matchbook. Uh, amazing product, great people and a great service for the profit chasers. Uh, sign up code is available so you can get more bang for your buck when you open a new account. Deposit £25 and then £20 of that is risk free. So you put 20 quid on, let's say our bombproof trebles that we'll read, or treble, sorry, that we'll read out at the end of the show. If it loses, you get that money back, withdrawable as cash, or of course, you could reinvest it into something else. Uh, it's for over 18s only, of course, just like the rest of the show. There are one or two terms and conditions, but we thoroughly recommend that you check it out. I know I use Matchbook now as my, my bread and butter, to be honest with you. It's just something that's naturally happened since starting the partnership and haven't really looked back. So couldn't recommend it anymore. The sign-up code is TFB Podcast, all one word. Yep. Please do check that out and help support the pod. We'd really appreciate that one. Um, let's move on to the championship. It's it's a tough week in the champ. Um, yeah. It's generally quite a tough week across the whole board in the in the EFL, I thought. Uh, but yeah, championship is tough. There's one absolute standout for me. That comes on Friday. 1.62 is the price for Huddersfield to beat Peterborough um, at home, which I think they definitely will do. Huddersfield, just as we've mentioned a few times, just keep on going. We expect them to drop off, but they just keep on going. They're unbeaten in 17 consecutive games on a right good run of form. They don't seem to always be playing the best, but they're getting results, getting picking up draws, picking up plenty of wins. They're in third now. They're two points behind Bournemouth, but they have played four games more. So um, there is probably going to be a bit of a gap there once Bournemouth catch up with their games in hand. But yeah, to, the, the fact that Huddersfield are in third, when a lot of people pre-season expected them to be you know, right near the bottom, facing a potential relegation scrap, it is fantastic. They had a fantastic season. Um, they should get another win here. Uh, Peterborough, they sacked Darren Ferguson, I think, since we did this mm. the last pod, or was it the uh, pod before? No, we did, we did talk about it last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, their away form though is is woeful. Um, we've mentioned it time and time again. Played seventeen, won one, uh, lost fifteen. So yeah, I, I can't do anything but go against a team that's lost 15 of 17 on the road yeah. and conceded, 40, conceded 45 goals at nearly an average of three per game. So, yeah, Huddersfield to get a fairly comfortable win, I think, this weekend. I think they are the new wooden spoon leaders for worst team in the league, mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah. uh, that's a good segue, actually. It was comfortably Barnsley, but it's definitely not Barnsley anymore, I don't think. Uh Derby Barnsley, what a massive game. Huge game uh, at Pride Park. 2.14 is my tip for both teams to score. I think that's where the smart money is. Um, we've got Derby on one hand. They've scored in 11 straight home games. So that's great for both teams to score, of course. They're decent at home. Uh, they boast better records at their home stadium 
than Sheffield United and Nottingham Forest. And you would expect one or maybe even both of those teams to make the playoffs at the end of the season. Derby, very handy at home, even if they have dipped a little bit recently. Crucially, for both teams to score, it's one clean sheet in nine. So that resolute back four, five with the goalkeeper, etc., started to leak a little bit uh, at the worst time. They feel like the world's against them. So, you know, lots of complaining about referees and lots of stuff going on off the pitch as ever with Derby. They may come out swinging here because it is a, almost a, it's a must-not-lose game. Uh, yes. I think a draw wouldn't help either of them, but defeat would crush the other. Um, so it's a v- very interesting to see how Derby come out. And Barnsley is showing signs of life, Tom. We thought Incredible. Barnsley were done. I called them a, a mid-table to lower League One team. You said they were one of the worst teams you've ever seen. And they are showing signs of life. They've won three of the last four. Uh, they've been better at Oakville. I will say that. So, you know, going away from home is is different and they're going to have to come out um, with a good game plan at Pride Park. But, you know, they've got a few new players, a few new system uh, tweaks. I fancy them to get a goal. Hmm. I think with this kind of game, the the earlier there is a goal, the better chance we've got of both teams to score here. Um because the further it goes on, if it's nil-nil getting towards the 60th minute, I don't know, maybe it becomes, the no-lose aspect of this game becomes a bit more prominent. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, uh, but I, I could definitely think it's a good pick. Uh, definitely, definitely. Another both teams to score for me, and it's a good price when you consider the stats. It's 1.95 and it's Stoke against Blackpool to be both teams to score. Uh, Five consecutive Stoke games have been both teams to score. Seven consecutive Blackpool games have been both teams to score. So to put those two together, you know, you've got two sides here who struggle to keep a clean sheet, but again, are capable of scoring goals. So to get them both teams to score when they play each other at just under evens, I think I'll gobble that one up. Lovely recipe, that. Um, We've got to talk about Fulham. I think 1.52, let's not spend too much time on it because, sorry Fulham fans, but it's just becoming pretty automatic, to be honest. Uh, I'm just not convinced that the Blackburn are over their hump. They beat QPR 1-0. Well, I don't know if you saw the goal, Tom. It was uh, a wide, speculative free kick. Mm. Um, it's not like Blackburn carved them open um, at all. Their, their performance was best uh, at best decent, I'd say. Uh, nothing more than that. Prior to that, one win in eight. Um, so I'm not ready to start backing them. Fulham, one defeat in their last eight at home. they got the best home record in the league. And they're head and shoulders, aren't they? So they should get a comfortable home win, even though they're short. Yeah, I can see that one for sure. Um, uh, one more for me. Another both teams to score. I think it's a lot easier to go for that than uh, outrights on the nose largely in the champ this week. Mm. Um Bristol City against Birmingham, 1.71 is the price for both teams to score here. Uh, nine out of ten Bristol City games have been both teams to score. Uh, eight out of ten Birmingham games have been both teams to score. So put those two together. I think you know, you've know got two teams who can't defend again and two teams who are capable of finding the net, uh, as we've seen in recent weeks from, from both of them. So yeah, 1.71. We're not as 
getting as good prices as a Stoke Blackpool one, but uh, it's one that I think should come in. Good old Bristol City, hey? They hardly ever let us down. They're one of your darlings now, aren't they? Yeah, they don't let us down, do they? <laughs> they don't, mate. They don't. Well, let's let's uh, jump down into League One then, uh, the third tier. I'm going to get us kicked off with a, I think it's quite a tasty away price, 2.02. Ipswich Town, away at Fleetwood. Um, Here he is. Here yeah, he is again. <laughs> yeah, again, I'm back in Norwich and Ipswich, uh, which is a bit strange. That's pretty much unforgiven in uh, in Suffolk, I think. But um, or East Anglia or wherever. But yeah, um, Fleetwood. Let's talk about Cod Army. Not one in eight. Fourth worst defence in the league. They they can certainly score. So that does worry me a little bit. Uh, but Ipswich have been really good defensively. I think Fleetwood haven't shown enough recently to get to Ipswich's levels. Now, I know Ipswich have got a couple of disappointing results. Uh, two draws against lower opposition. But by all accounts, they played really, really well. Did I watch the games for 90 minutes? No. I'm just going off highlights and what I watched today. And I went off reports that I read online. And by all accounts, Ipswich played really well. Did you hear what Kieran McKenna said? No, I haven't. Informed right. me. I can't remember which, what, which result it was after, but it sticks in my brain. He said... What we did to, and I think it was Morecambe, what we did to them, nobody else in League One or the Championship could have done to them. They drew 0-0. Very weird, weird comment. Um, It it smells of Ian Everett a little bit, to be honest with you. I don't know if those two are friends or not. With you, isn't it? Yeah, maybe they're friends. I don't know. Maybe they're relatives. I don't know. But clearly there's a lot of confidence in the Sitswich side. They haven't lost in six. They haven't lost... Uh, they've lost one, sorry, in six on the road this season. And they're fifth in the last eight-game league table. They're going the right way. I think McKenna has got them on the up. And, yeah, I think over-evens, just a, an absolute whiff over-evens. I'm interested. I really am. Yeah, nice. Hopefully they don't let you down because then you probably won't back them again for the rest of the season if they do. Never, <laughs> never again. Um, sticking with teams towards the top of the league then, let's look at Wigan at home to AFC Wimbledon. This is probably the standout in the division this weekend for me. Uh, 1.49 is the price for Wigan to get the win. They're in second in the league still, got a three-point cushion over MK Dons with two games in hand. Uh, This is the kind of game you'd expect them to win fairly routinely. I I don't know how, but AFC Wimbledon still aren't in the relegation zone. They've not won in 16 consecutive games. And bear in mind, they weren't exactly high up in the table before this run. Um, Yeah, they're in 20th, within safety by two points. Um, In no sort of form, really, whatsoever. I, I just think going away to Wigan, um, it's not going to end too well for them. Wigan got a pretty good home record. Uh, they've won 10 games of the 17 they've played at home so far this season. And it would be a surprise and a coupon buster if Wimbledon uh, got something from this game, I feel. Yeah, a huge coupon buster, surely. I think Wimbledon are just surviving off a decent start to the season, really. like Nothing mm. crazy, but... Like mid-table, kind of, you know, got enough points where they can go on this 
mad run. And the teams at the bottom, Tom, are, are rubbish. And I know yeah. that's stating the obvious, but really bad <laughs> this season. Yeah. So there's that as well. Uh, Oxford, they're at home to Burton, 1.75. Back in against Burton always does make me nervous. They're one of those sticky teams that seem to get a, get results when you don't expect them. They'll get a draw when they don't deserve it. They'll turn out a 10 out of 10 performance after they've lost eight in a row. They're just, they are quite hard to pin down. So I'm a bit nervous about this one, but I'm confident in Oxford. Before losing last time out, Oxford have won three in a row. They got the second best home record in the league and they've got the best attack in the league. So they're things that I'm really obviously very bullish about when back in yellows. Got real momentum behind them, Tom, and they've shown great character in recent weeks. They've gone behind, they've brought it back, they've gone behind again, they've brought it back, they've gone on to win, they've gone on to get draws, they've suffered a defeat and bounced back. Like, this Oxford team for me is for real. And when I say for real, I mean a serious promotion contender, probably from the playoff positions. And Burton, as I said, sticky, but one win in six and a second bottom in the form table, Tom, over the last eight, 23rd. Again, I, I, I'm always nervous about going against Burton, but I'm basically thinking that Oxford are too strong. I really do think that. Yeah, and they did it for us last weekend, didn't they? They That's did, yeah. So if it ain't yeah. broke, why fix it, huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and sticking with the theme, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, away at Lincoln. It could turn out to be quite a nice price here for Wednesday. 2.34 um, is what's on offer at Matchbook. I'm looking at Lincoln. Uh, they've lost three in a row, home and away. They've won one of the last seven. Um, more concerningly, I think, for me, at home, they've lost the last two games uh, to Gillingham, 2-0, and to Doncaster, 1-0. And these are two sides who occupy uh, two of the relegation spots in League One. And if you're losing at home to sides like that, when Sheffield Wednesday come to town, who have won seven of their last eight games, and they've beaten some good sides in that run, uh, including Wigan and Ipswich, I think uh, this could turn out to be a good price for Wednesday because they're on a real run. Lots of upward momentum. They've forced their way into the playoffs. They're finally stringing a consistent winning run together, um, which is what we've been asking of them all season, really. A bit of consistency on the pod. Um, yeah, Lincoln in, in no form. So we can definitely take advantage of that, I think. The only thing I'll say, I, I totally agree. I got it wrote down here. You took all my uh, research that I spent ages doing. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'll say is Lincoln scare me a bit. They're, they're obviously, they are hashtag, hashtag, too good to go down. So, mm. in terms of playing squad, management, the whole setup, right? I'm a bit nervous that one day it is going to click. And hopefully it's not this weekend when we're backing them and tipping them up. But I think they're way too good to get relegated. I think they'll end up comfortably surviving. Uh, just when is that turn going to happen? Is it Saturday, for example? So, mm. yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. Totally, I'm totally with you, by the way. I, I want to I'm 100% with you. I think it could get worse before it gets better for Lincoln. Um, in the next few games, they've got Wednesday, Ipswich, Rotherham, Sunderland. Right, it's definitely going to get worse before it gets better. 
<laughs> unless they really, unless it really clicks, that yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. I uh, I didn't look at their next fixtures. I'm not as good of a podcaster as you, so uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't look at their fixtures. But what I'm trying to say is, I, I don't think they'll go down. Yeah, no, take the point. Um, <laughs> any more for League One? No, and do you know what? I just want to apologise to all League Two fans because I feel like we've really shortchanged them this season. It's been a horror show for betting. It's yeah, it's been difficult. Do you do you remember about two years ago, maybe three years ago, we loved League Two. We yeah. absolutely loved I did, it. I did a uh, I did a graphic and put it on Twitter. It's like League Two is the best, and like yeah, yeah, I did like a big thread on why League Two is just the best. <laughs> in the in the world for for betting and we would our premier league segment would be like two minutes the league two segment would be like a good 20 just going through winner after winner but bloody hell it's been hard this season it really has we got one one Uh, tom this pod has been full of surprises and what Mm. do i always say when i'm in league two you look for forest green rovers and what do I say? Uh, you bat them to win. Whatever, whoever they're playing, wherever it is, whatever stage of the season it's in, and the best team, according to Mike Flynn, and the best team at this level for 10 years. I'm back in Salford, home double champs against Forest Green. 1. <gasps> 1. 1.6. You Billy Backstabber. I've fully, fully gone again. I'm, I'm now in bed with Norwich. I'm in bed with Ipswich, two teams I've battered all season. And Forest Green, who have been my absolute pod darlings, I'm now predicting them not to get three points on the weekend. I'm the worst. Wow. I'm the worst. Uh, but we haven't seen Forest Green like this, Tom. We haven't seen it like this this season. Like, I can't believe I'm going to not go against them. I, I still think that it might be a draw. I just think Salford quietly climbing towards that playoff picture. They're in 11th, mm. but they're six points off the final spot. And well, last time I looked at the table, they were, what, 17th, something like that? They were rubbish. They got the yeah. fourth best defence in the league, Salford. It's going to be a really tough proposition for Forest Green. Forest Green have been wildly inconsistent. A good performance, a bad performance. A good performance, a bad performance. They are still going to win the league. I want to make that abundantly clear. They are still going to win the league. They will be a League One team next season. But at the moment, they're there to be got at. And I think this will be a very, very tough test for them. What may happen, Mm. Forest Green might win 3-0. But I think draw, and I don't like tipping draws. So I'm going to go with home double chance, which gets me a better price than away double chance, 1.6. Yeah. Fair enough. It takes us nicely into to my next tip, which is Crawley, because we had this little debate on the pod last week, didn't we, about mm. who would win Forest Green against Crawley. Turns out Crawley won 2-1, which is quite, well, one of the big reasons I'd like them to follow up that win against Forest Green at home with a win against Scunthorpe at home. Because, look, if you if you can beat Forest Green, who are, like you say, by far and away, by far and away the best side in this league, then you can certainly beat Scunthorpe and I don't want to over oversimplify it like that but Crawley are a side who have plenty of goals in them we've seen that time after time after time yes they are sometimes suspect to conceding uh, one or two but 
against the Scunthorpe side, they've got a Peterborough-esque record away from home. <laughs> they really do. They've played 17, won one. Um, they have drawn a few more, so they've uh, they've drawn six and lost 10 of their away games, conceding 36 goals, an average of, of uh, just over two a game. So, yeah, the worst away record in the league, uh, understandably. So I just think it's a fantastic fixture for Crawley to follow up that win against Forest Green at home with another home game against Scunthorpe. It really is. 6-7. Do you remember last week I made that graphic on Twitter? T underscore FB podcast. Please follow us. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I said they're bottom of all this stuff and they're rubbish. Scunthorpe are bottom of the league table, last eight form table, home record table, attack table, defence table. However, give them some credit because they are only second bottom for away form. So (laughs) they are apocalyptically bad. So, yeah, yeah, Crawley, they're a bag of revels, I think. They're, They're absolutely... Nuts. I, I, I have no idea whether uh, what I'm doing with them week to week, but you, you'd think they'd have enough to beat a team like that. You'd certainly hope so, wouldn't you? You'd hope yes. so. Yes. Uh, Robbie Williams and Port Vale, 1.93 away at Cole U. I love going against Colchester. I've been doing it, I think, for three years. Um, they haven't won in six, Colchester. They haven't won their last nine at home. They're staring down the barrel at the moment, a relegation, which has been a long time coming. I'm talking a couple of years. Everyone around them, apart from Scunthorpe, is gaining momentum apart from Colu. we got the 22nd best home record in the league. And very similar to Salford, Port Vale are quietly in contention. They're not as loud as Mansfield. They're not as loud as Exeter. They're not as loud as, say, Tranmere. But Three points off the of playoffs now. Um, obviously, their manager, Daryl Clark, is is still uh, battling a, a few personal issues. And, you know, although no one wishes that on anybody, it seems to have galvanised the players a bit. And they're really playing for him, even though he's not there, which is lovely. Uh, they haven't lost in their last nine and they haven't lost in any of the last five away games. So, Port Vale are a team that, Regular listeners can expect me to be getting with quite often, I think. 1.93, I really like them. They're solid at the back. They don't score hatfuls, but they're efficient. And I like efficiency. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm happy to call it a day there, uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, 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 that's it. So obviously we're going to make a lot of noise now. Um, about the the winning Bontruth treble. So I'm just going to rattle through what happened here. Uh, It was a winner at 5.8. Remember, this was exclusively boosted by Matchbook. It was impossible to get a better price on the market. Literally impossible. So remember, with the pod that we're going to, with the treble, sorry, we're going to read out. If you do go online and you find that competitor A has got a better price, Please let us know, T underscore FB podcast on Twitter. We get on to our guys at Matchbook and they will beat it every single time. So for those that backed us this weekend, you would have saw a relatively comfortable win, Tom, I think. Sheffield Wednesday got the job done over Charlton 2-0 at home. 
There was more home comforts for Oxford. That one was a bit more topsy-turvy, but 4-2 in the end. And Luton against Derby was only 1-0 to the Hatters, but they had them at arm's length, really, Derby. They didn't really uh, threaten at all. So, yeah, three home wins and, yeah, 5.8, a welcome victory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really happy with that one. Uh, Hopefully, we can make it two from two. Uh, with this week's one proof treble. So remember, as Tom says, you can get your £20 uh, sign up offer, money back as cash on the treble. So if it loses, you'll get your money back. So uh, we know we saw a few people tweeted us in, didn't they, Tom? They yep. uh, signed up to Matchbook, put their risk free 20 quid on last week's treble and uh, profited as a result of it, which was great to see. Um, if it lost, you'd have got your money back anyway. So um, hopefully this one won't lose either. Oxford is the first game for the treble, uh, followed up by Wigan and then followed up by Crawley. So all games taking place on Saturday at three o'clock, all three teams at home. We've justified all the picks on the pod. Uh, The price that is currently boosted by Matchbook is 4.4. And if that is beaten, as Tom mentions, that price will rise. Yeah, it's really exciting to have that power, Tom, to always deliver the best for everyone. So, yeah, um, social media. I really want to get to 2,000 followers. Matchbook had promised a little prize for when we get there, but we got to get there. So we're about 40 followers off now. Um, So unless me and Tom create 20 burner accounts each, we need your help. T underscore (laughs) FB podcast. Uh, please also follow uh, the Total Liverpool podcast, where Simo is from, uh, Total Liverpool 1, and follow the overall network, which we follow, uh, at Total Screamers, uh, for a larger football taste. Yeah, we'd really appreciate that. If you uh, help support the pod in that way, and also if you help support the pod by leaving us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um and I think, Tom, that's everything, isn't it, for yeah. this week? Yeah, that's it. So let us know what you thought of uh, TFBP Insights with having Simo on. Uh, would love to know your feedback on that so we know what to do next time we have somebody on. But, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Profit Chase safely. <laughs>